which is the last chapter of Sefer HaKorbanot, Halakha Aleph, Kesaddin Valdota Kadashim. And the subject of this chapter is going to be not necessarily particularly Timura, but rather the offspring of animals that have some kind of Kedusha, which also include animals of Timura. So Timura is an extension of Kedusha to a different animal, and so this chapter naturally follows, but because it's not directly about Timura, Haraman puts it at the end. What is the, the halakha, the deen of offspring of animals that were born, that, that, that have some kedusha? If the offspring is of shelamim, a kind of korban, kadashim kalim, or the temura of shelamim, then the offspring will have the same exact kedusha. And they too will be brought as shelamim, as a korban, and they are like shelamim for everything. However, with Toda, we start having some nuanced differences, and that is that not for the Temura and not for the offspring will we bring the, the Lehem, which is something specific to the Korban itself. <coughs> However, this is only for the first generation of offspring. Second generation offspring, grandchildren, as if it were, of the original Korbanot. Hachamim made a kenas. He didn't want someone to have a, a Korban, a behema of Shilamim, and then grow an entire... Um, an entire like uh, pack of animals or herd of animals from that korban, um, with the intention of bringing them as korbanot whenever, whenever the the occasion requires it. So to prevent that, they said, Valdeviladot, the second generation, sorry, third generation, the second generation offspring of korbanot are not fit for a korban. So what do we do with them? Veladahatat. Sorry, so, so just one so question. What do we do with them? We, we do what we do with, with animals that have Kedusha and cannot be brought as a Korban. It's not that they need to be killed, but they need to have some kind of a moon befell, befall them, and then they lose the Kedusha and they can be sold for their money and, and take the, the monetary amount and apply it somewhere else to, to, for Kedusha. Uh, the offspring of Korban Hatat, Hatat we said in the last chapter is very specific, and therefore the Timurah itself also doesn't apply. So the offspring of a Hatat needs to be killed, and how much more so the offspring of the Timurah of a Hatat. Gimal. If the, the person does the shahita of the korban hatat, and then after doing the shahita, it, it turns out the animal was pregnant, that's ben arba'a, ben arba'a means of four months, which means it's not a viable, it's not a viable um, baby, because the, the pregnancy usually is five months, but it's alive, so this animal can be eaten like the basar of, of its mother, namely for the Kohanim. 
הלכה ה. ולד תמורת העולה ובלד ולד הערצוף העולם, הרי אלו כעולה והן עצמן יקרבו עולה. בפריש נקבה לעולתו וילדה, אף על פי שילדה זכר, יראה עד שיפול במום ויביא בדמיו עולה. ותמורה אוף זה עולה. It's offspring, and it's third generation offspring, and so on and so forth. All of them will have the kedusha of Ola, and they themselves can be brought as korban Ola. Ola is not specific to any avon or something like that, and therefore you can bring multiple Olot. Hifrish nekeva le'olato ve'yaleda, af al pi she'yaleda zachar, ir'ayat she'yipol bo'mum ve'yavi bedamav Ola. If... If, if this didn't happen with the Ola, uh, with the Timura story, but it, it happened with the actual Ola, so a person separates a female for Ola, and then before the Korban, after she's separated, she has, she has offspring. Even if it's a male, um, we have to wait for it until it has a moon, and then use the money of, of this animal that is uh, thereafter sold and buy a different animal for Ola. ולד תמורת האשם, ובלד ולדה עד סוף העולם, יראו עד שיפול בהם מום וימאכרו, ויפול דמיהם לדבד. אשם is more specific, just like the חטאת, so its offspring, and the offspring of its offspring forever, sorry, the offspring of the תמורה of the אשם, and the offspring of its offspring, need to get a מום, and then be sold. And then use the money that you get from them, not for Asham, because you can't, there's nothing for which to bring Asham, but for Nedavah. And if this animal that was set apart gave birth to a Zachar, to a, to a male, then this, this uh, Zachar is now fit for Korban Ola, which is the purpose of Nedavah. So Nedavah, as we're going to explain it in, in a bit, Next halacha, to remind ourselves, Nedava is, is a sort of like an account in Bet HaMikdash, and uh, this account uh, every so often is used to buy animals that are going to be brought as Ola. And it's Ola that's not really mandated by any specific korban, so it's not the Ola Tatamid, which is something mandated twice a day, but it's Nedava, it's a voluntary Ola. So if, so if the animal that's born is already fit for the Ola, we don't require to go so indirectly to the, to the account of, Ola, of Nedava and then to, uh, use that money to buy a different Korban. If a female was set apart for Asham and she gave birth, She and her son cannot be brought themselves as korban. We have to wait for them to get the mum. They should be sold. And then with their money, an asham is brought. And if the asham was already brought, uh, their money needs to be brought for nedava. But now we're going to explain what nedava is, just to remind ourselves. <laughs> בשקלים, ובדין מקריבים באותן המערות עולות נדבה ונזכהם משל הסיבור, ואינן טעונות סמיכה. So we already explained that there were some uh, 
shofarot, some kind of of uh, boxes in Beit Hamikdash were to collect collection boxes for money for Nedava. They would use that money to to bring to, to buy the actual animals for for korbanot Ola. And the Nesachim would be brought from the public account, the Korbanot, the korbanot Sibur, and they don't need Semichah, they don't need any specific uh, Kedusha connected to any particular person, that's what Semichah is. Aval makom shenomar hu asmo ikrav ola, o yavi bedamav ola, rezot arunah Semichah unsachah hamishel. But whenever we say that an animal should be brought ola, then it's the owner that brings it, and the owner needs to do Semichah, it's connected to this person, and therefore he also is the one who pays for the Nesachim that have to be brought with it. Vav. Velad ha-ma'asir uvlad temurat ha-ma'asir uvlad temurat ha-bechor uvladot valdotehen al-sof ha-olam ha-re'elu lo yikrevu ela yiru'u ad sheipol bahem mum ve-yachiluk ha-bechor v'cha-ma'asir shenafal bahem mum Offspring of ma'asir and of bechor as mentioned many times their dinim are extremely similar bechor and ma'asir and their temura. Uh, why do we say temura tabechor? Uvladot valdotehem asof ha'olam. Not only they, but their offspring for however many generations. They may not be brought as a korban. Rather, they have to watch a pol mum. They have to wait for a mum to, to befall them. And then they are eaten just like we do with a bechor and a maaser when they have a mum. In other words, the bechor will be for a kohen, the maaser for uh, anyone. The offspring of the temura of Korban Pesach, so we explain it depends when it happened before or during the time when Pesach is brought, so if it should be brought as Shelamim, also its offspring should be brought as Shelamim, if it needs to be sold and, and use its money for Shelamim, then that's what's going to happen also with the offspring. So a person now separates a female for his Korban Pesach, and as you may remember, Korban Pesach can only be brought from a male, Se, Se is a male goat or a male sheep, but the person went ahead and separated the female, and then she she gave birth, or she was already pregnant, and then she gave birth. Uh, so she and her offspring, need they have a sort of kedusha. We need to wait until they get a mum, and then use the proceeds from the sale of them to buy an actual korban pesach, a male one. And if the time has passed for Korban Pesach, we use that money for Shelamim, not for Korban Pesach, which is the most comparable Korban we have in terms of the of the, the kind of Kedushah. When the offspring of whichever kind, any of the kinds that we just mentioned, when it's born in a way that's not going to make it fit for Korban anyways, because of the way it was born, so it was either born through cesarean 
or it was TomTom, or Androginas, or it was a mixture, or it was Born Terefa. So none of this is going to be fit for the Mizbeach, therefore you have to redeem them and use their money to, to bring the Korban that would have been fit for this offspring had it been Tamim. However, if it's the mother that had the mum, but the child, the kid, is perfect, is tamim, then we don't look at the mother, we look at the kid, and if it's a fit for the Mizbeach, it can be brought as whatever korban that corresponds. Yod, kadashim sheipilu nefel oshilia ikaveru vaharehen asurim bahanoya. Any kadashim, any consecrated animals that they 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 had a miscarriage of or or they gave birth to just the the placenta the shilia all of these the 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 fetus or the placenta need to be buried and it's forbidden to derive any benefit from them yod alef we are changing subject a little bit so we spoke about Temura on how a person might try to exchange one animal for another, and that's Avera, and both become Kadosh, that's the subject of this treatise. Now we're talking about changing the Kedusha of the Kadashim themselves. So I'm not taking a second animal. I'm taking this animal and trying to transform its own Kedusha. This is also Abira, it's Lotase, because on the Bechor it said, Loyakdish ish oto. A person cannot take the Bechor and use it for for Hekdesh, for a different kind of Korban. I cannot take a Bechor which has its own Kedusha and try to make it Ola or Shlamim. And from the Bechor we learn for all the other Korbanot as well. One may not try to attempt to switch their Kedusha to something else. doesn't matter if their Kedusha is a Kedusha of Mizbeach, in other words, that the animal itself will be brought to Mizbeach, or Bedekabait, that the value of the animal belongs to the Tamikdash. Kesad. So what do we mean that when the value belongs to Bet HaMikdash? That if the value of this animal, someone donated the value of this animal for the Hechal, for the building of Bet HaMikdash, then it, this animal itself cannot be brought for the benefit of the Mizbeach, which is a different kind of Kedusha. But there is no Malkut this love as opposed to temura there is a way to cheat, to have a loophole, to have a workaround for a Bechor. This is especially relevant when we no longer bring Bechorot to the Mizbeah. <coughs> so the Bechor only acquires its Kedusha at birth. What a person can do is 
he can, while the Bechor is still unborn, he can make it Hekdesh. Now, you, you wouldn't know if it's male or female, so you can even do it with Tena. You can say, if what's born is a male, this is going to be Ola, because for Ola, you, you need a male. Now, the, um, the, uh, the same is not true for the kind of Kulonot that you are going to eat. It's not permitted to change the Kedusha of the Bechor, even before it's born, to something that is for your own personal benefit, which includes Shelamim, which end up being eaten by you. However, if this transfer of Kedusha from the Bechor happens any second after birth, or after the beginning of birth, it doesn't even count. So if you say, the moment the head of this animal comes out, this is going to start being Ola, it doesn't count, and it continues being Bechor. Yod Gimal. However, any other Hekdesh, you may not transfer the Kedusha even with the unborn kid because the, the, the fetus acquires the Kedusha of the mother. Bechod is the exception because it's the act of, of being born that makes it be Kadosh. And now Harambam is going to conclude Sefer Korbanot with some halachot that are very deep and tell us a lot about the Torah and about the Korbanot and about the purpose or the benefit we derive from following this misfot. Although all the hukim of the Torah, all the written laws, the decrees, the things that we do because they are so inscribed, the hokek is to inscribe, they are gezerot, they are decrees, they are de jour. In other words, we do them because Hashem said to do them, and that's, that, that's exactly what we are doing. We show our obedience and our allegiance to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by doing things, not because they make sense to us, but because He said so. It still is appropriate. One may try to look into them and see if there is any benefit that's affecting us in any way. And whenever you find some kind of a flavor that comes from it in Tam, I have to explain, as I've done many times in the past, does not mean a reason. There is no reason to the misvot. The moment you give a reason to the misvot, you can do away with a misvot if you think there is a better way to get at the reason. Tam means flavor. And it's a difference between before the fact or after the fact. Reason is something before the fact, something giving rise to the misvah. Flavor is something that comes incidental to as a consequence of doing the misvah. So you do the misvah because Hashem said so. And you'll see that there is an aftertaste, a good aftertaste. That is a tam. And tam is also not exclusive. There is many tamim that can be found from the mitzvah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me to do ABC, I do ABC, and then it is appropriate to try to find out, hey, wait a second, I just said ABC. How did this change my life for the better? In what ways, plural ways, what of many ways this changed my life for the better? That is what we are doing here. <laughs> The early Chachamim already said that King Shalomo tried to discern many of the Ta'amim, many of the flavors from 
most of the Hokim of the Torah. Yira'eli, shezeh she'amara katuv ve'ayahut murato ye kodesh, so Ramam now is going to explain about temura, what flavor do we get from it? So the Pasuk said, it and it temura are going to become kodesh. Ka'inyan she'amar, ve'ima makdish yig'al et betov ya'asaf hamishit kesef halkecha alav ve'kamlo. This is similar, says Rambam, to another mitzvah which we have, which is about uh, the, the haramim, the, when you do a kdesh of a, uh, when you do a kdesh of your house or of your, or of your, arachim um, haramim, sorry, or, or of your field to bet mikdash, and then you want to exchange it, there is rules for that. So then you have to, if you if you want to exchange it, you you consecrated your house to bet mikdash, and now you want to continue living there, so fine, but when you redeem it, you have to add 25% of the value. So the Torah was addressing human nature and our uh, least productive instincts, our instincts that are a little destructive, if left unchecked. Because human nature is to always want more, to always want to own, to acquire, to have possession over more, and therefore we are always instinctively trying to find ways to increase our property, to increase what we own. And in, in, in this example, if a person donates his house, if he has a way to, to get away with donating less than what he had originally intended, he's going to. And the Torah comes to address that. <clears throat> and therefore, Amirat Torah, in Padal Asmo Yosef Homesh, the Torah says if somebody wants to go back on that donation, fine, but they'll have to add 25%. So what does that do? That removes the incentive to try to redeem something in order to profit, because you're not going to profit, you're going to lose out uh, one-fourth or one-fifth, depending on whether you look at it taking into account uh, the, the full value or not. And that's why the person is going to think twice about this. And so too, when a person donates his animal and then changes his mind, uh, if if left without any any rules, instinctively there is a, a, a high conflict of interest there. There is a, a very strong incentive to try to find a cheaper animal and to trade it for it. And not only so you could say so why didn't the Torah permit me to change the cheaper animal for a more expensive animal? So the answer is that. Doing that, the moment that you permit the, the, the trading, the exchanging of one for the other, it goes both ways. In the mind of people, you know, if the Torah permits me to, to trade this, this cow for this other cow, then I should definitely be able to do it the other way around as well. The Yomar Tovhu, and also the, the uh, people can, can cheat. They can say, actually, this other one that I'm trading is in some respect better than the one that I'm trading from. That's why, so the Torah addressing that forbade at all these kind of exchanges and 
either way, whether it's better or worse, the animal. And if somebody does attempt this exchange, there's going to be a penalty, and both animals are going to become kadosh. And all of these things, with this Rambam, I believe, addresses not only temura, but korbanot in general, and many hokim, are meant not to protect God's honor. They're not meant to somehow, uh, you know, vouch for, for the property of Bet and, and uh, because God is worried that he's not going to get the best animal. Of course, we know that there is nothing that we can say about the Kadosh Baruch Hu that will be true because he's absolutely and categorically different than everything and anything that he created. But it's for us. And Aravam is very consistent. All the misvot, ultimately, the transformational effect is on people, on society in general, and on the individual in particular. The Rov Dine Torah, Enam and most of the details of the Torah are very uh, divinely divinely devised advices and schemes from, from the one whose, uh, whose schemes are, are grand in order to help us um, improve, establish good, beneficial ways and, and ideas and mindsets and attitudes in a way that's straight and benefits us and everyone around us. And so too it said in the Pasuk in Nishle, This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, or the Torah saying, Look, didn't I write for you or prescribe for you Shalishim, Shalishim are like ministers, people who are responsible, in good advice, and good understanding, to make you learn, to make you aware of, to make you acquire truth and, and real things, sustainable things. So that you can, you can uh, return, return the favor or you can reply also with things that are true to anyone who then addresses you. In other words, to summarize, all the korbanot, the book of Quran, which, which we just finished, um, are meant not for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but for us. They improve us, they improve our ways, they improve our society, and sometimes it's not self-evident how they do so, but they always do in some way. And part of Talmud Torah is always to try to think, to understand what flavor does this misvah leave me with? What flavor do these korbanot leave me with? How do these korbanot make me a better individual, a better person that is more in balance, that is more in equilibrium, freer to make their own decisions, having dealt with things that pull me this way, things that pull me the other way, and now I'm totally, I'm totally in balance on this very narrow, the, 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 the tight rope that we walk through in life, not only myself, but also my surroundings. How do these misvot help create a society where everyone within it is freer and is able to find their own individuality? Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen.